This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast, and we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie. Eric Siska, what is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is The Santa Claus, the original film. Not out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy, <laughs> White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just, we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rental cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the in the city, or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far. Right, path train's a, a stone's throw away. A stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people you can't Oh, boy. It's a Charles Bronson movie, and this thing... Is quite fantastic. It's Death Wish 3. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin is on assignment. And we hate movies. Everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in to our our fine program. As always, if this is uh, your first time with us, uh, welcome. Take your coat off. Just stay a while. Oh yeah. T- wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. One shoulder at a time. No, no, no. <laughs> Do it slowly. Do it sexy. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis, this is a very <laughs> sexy striptease you're doing. I just rewatched True Lies, oh, and that's really? where I was getting that from, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they watching Death Wish 3 in that movie? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, well, we watched Death Wish 3 for uh, this week's episode. It's from 1985, directed by Michael Winner. I do think we have to, to stop and say this is probably one of the longest... This has been on our like to-do list as long as this show has even existed. Yeah, I think that's about straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was like 2010 you suggested like a Death Wish month. Yes. And it didn't it didn't come to be. Didn't happen. Uh, life got in the way. <laughs> well, now we're catching up. We're catching up before we die. Yeah, yeah that's this right. Is, this is the bucket list of we and, hate movies, and we are starting with what I think uh, is definitely the best Death Wish movie. What? Yes, the first one. No, that it's, doesn't count. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's talking true. Death Wish movies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's well, two through five. There's a f- they made a fifth? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, what? Are you kidding me? Michael I, Parks is the bad guy in that oh. movie. It's set in the fashion industry, Eric. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, th- I think I've only watched up to four. Oh, dude. Yeah, you got to get on five. What it's is the deal with four? I haven't seen four in a long time. Five I've actually happened to see pretty recently. I, You know, I don't really remember. Okay. Because we, we watched these movies in college. We went through all five of them. Yeah. Uh, the first one's a movie. It's, a, it's you know, it, you got your Jeff Goldblum, uh, a really problematic rape scene, and then him just shooting up a bunch of people. That's what that movie is. Actually, the daughter in that movie played by a, a, a woman who taught at our college. Oh, wow. She Maybe. was she was my wife's senior advisor. The second one, his daughter gets killed. Yeah, she, it's set out in L.A., and then she's murdered. <laughs> the first movie is the wife is murdered, the daughter is spared. Uh, and then, but uh, someone finishes the job in part two. <laughs> and then this is the third one. Right. Which is... Paul Kersey, uh, played by our, our hero Charles Bronson there. Hello. You know, this was reminding me of like Taken. Like Liam Neeson kind of started doing this kind of stuff. It's like you get an older actor facing out of career in life. Yeah. And yep. they go and do like these ridiculous action movies. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm, or five of them. Liam yeah. Neeson had the, the wherewithal to stop at three, I think, with Taken. Yeah, but then he just started calling them other things. Yeah, and actually, that's true. Now this is unknown. Now it's a walk among the tombstones. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> a walk amongst the tombstones. Now it's run all night. <laughs> oh, whatever it is, whatever, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> why? I mean, why did they not? I mean, like the, the, the Kevin Bacon movie, Death Note. Death Sentence, Death I Sentence. That, that, right. That's coming out. Death Sentence um, is not as good and doesn't it didn't spot a franchise it didn't but i still like that movie it's it's based off the same book that death wish is based off of and i thought it was okay you got kevin bacon kind of doing the bronson thing Uh killing people killing hoodlums no no mustache though Uh, nah yeah that's why it's not good you need a you need a mustache. You know Liam Neeson should get one. Oh, I'd love to see right? him with a mustache and yeah. just killing people, mm-hmm. wiping the blood off. That's, his well, stash. that's what I was. This would be a good. It's a good time for Liam Neeson. He's not yet sixty. Yeah, that's it, true. This is the time to start a Death Wish franchise. Then by the third one, he'll look old as sin, like fucking Charles Bronson does. In this Charles movie. Bronson was sixty four years old making this movie. He wow. felt like, and the weird thing is, like the earlier movies, he's an older man. This is when he goes over to old man. You know what I mean? It's like yes. you get over that hump. And you're just an old man. My, my uh, fiance said he looked like a, a grand, a koala grandfather, which kind of makes sense. <laughs> what does that mean? Like a, in a cartoon show, I would be your koala. Come, come, little koalas! I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought that was like a sex phrase. <laughs> no, you know, oh, like, I gave the old koala grandfather. Like, How do you do? This guy's a total koala. <laughs> oh, I see what you you're saying. saying. Yeah, right? no, no, not no, a bear. It's like, uh, it's like uh, gather round, noozles. I'm going to tell you a story. Story. Exactly. It's me, Grandpa Noozle. <laughs> exactly. Let's sit on a tree stump. Uh oh, here comes a fox. I better kill him. <laughs> you stay there, innocent Noozles. I'm gonna murder some people. Uh, yeah, he's 64 years old, which makes it even worse when he fucks a woman that's literally half his age in this movie. Come on, with I that did the stuff. math with the actors, dude. Really, this woman was 32 years old making this movie and making out with Charles Bronson. She's, wait, wait, she's younger than me, and she had sex with Charles Bronson. <laughs> that's right, man. Some girls get everything. <laughs> So Charles Bronson is taking the bus to this movie in the beginning. Taking the bus. I love yeah. this sequence because it's it's the only part of it shot in New York, like at all, <laughs> yes. right? Yep. 
Yeah, he takes my exact old commute driving over the 59th Street Bridge. And then right. he goes to the seventh circle of hell, also known as Port Authority. Oh, man, I was shuddering. I was <laughs> fucking shuddering at the sight of that shithole. Mm-hmm. I hate that place. Of course. How could you not? Mm-hmm. Did they actually have uh, flaming trash cans to put your genitals in <laughs> after you use the bathroom? That's that's the only way to get that off you. Man, I love that there are like stores in the Port Authority. Like There are downright Ew. stores who are like, we want to rent space in the Port Authority. What a complete waste of like, money. Oh, hey, you want to eat food? Let's have a sit-down restaurant at the Port Authority. Get out of town! God, yeah, I love I love my steak medium rare and smelling of fucking gas fumes <laughs> from the bus. Oh, it's just a building full of buses. <laughs> it's, dis- it it's, it's disgusting. Like, how is that legal? It's outrageous. Keep those buses outside. There's just It just goes up and up of bus, bus, bus. Oh, I hate it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. 
So he takes it in to the city. Uh, we intercut with his friend Jolly getting murdered by a ga- the gang. Are they called the Creeps? Is that the idea? Is no, that the gang I name? Or are they just? Are, are, I think it, maybe that's just his old man term for youngsters. Oh, the Creeps. Everybody's yeah, Creeps. Yeah, I was confused about that. I don't know which is which. Odds are it's the gang name. Yeah. Because it sounds like it would be a terrible gang name. And the this creeps. Is a, this is a terribly written movie, so, mm-hmm. you know. We're the creeps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> snap, snap. <laughs> so he... Uh, this old man is brutally murdered. They're asking him, and it seems only him, for protection money, which doesn't make sense. Like, everybody else they're just robbing, but this old man they specifically want protection money from. Well, no, I think it's just that the other people have, like, paid up. Oh, they have He's the one who's not doing it, and... what? What they do in this movie, there's actually kind of like two New York crime things associated with this movie. And the first one is this. When the, this man is being brutally murdered and he's screaming, he may as well be screaming, help, they're murdering me. Yeah. Which is the, uh, what they reference. Which don't do. Well, Scream fire if yeah. you're being murdered. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, they reference the Kitty Genovese murder. Oh, of course. Because that's he, everyone is like, they cut to a bunch of shots of neighbors in the building all hearing it and not doing anything, which is what her case was about. Yeah, hey, I'm Rorschach now. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, someone's like, oh, we better call the police. What? It's like the ninth family we cut to. And it's also like, oh, the sounds are going down. I might as well call the police. Yeah, it sounds like we're, we're coming to an end of this horrendous murder. <laughs> But man, that shit still goes on in this city. Did you guys see this going around the internet a few weeks or months ago or whatever the fuck? There was an old lady trying to get out of the subway and the subway doors closed on her head. Oh, I just saw something right? about this the other day. I mean, she was just, her head was sticking out of the subway doors and uh, like 50 people were just walking by not giving a fuck. <laughs> What happened? I didn't. I didn't click the link. Did someone oh, stop the train? I watched it. It's just people walking by, like not caring. I don't. You know. I think that was the end of the clip. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> Wait, why were they filming it though? Was it a prank show? No, no it was no. just funny. <laughs> Which is, you know, don't lead with your head on the subway. Lead with your feet. But the idea is nobody stopped. I mean, I don't know. Also, I feel we, like in we, my we need more of this maybe because people holding the doors. Oh have my god! Gotta end. Oh my god! That that is a fucking plague amongst this town, man. And people will, will yell, hold the door i'm like no i'm no. not gonna hold the door no i hear that i step back farther so i don't accidentally hold the door but the weird thing is like i don't know like the i mean like look if somebody's screaming i'm being murdered yes i would call the police in my own building but more often than not in my building i'm not i'm leaving it alone i've got a guy next door to me doing fucking turkish train spotting he's high on horse 24 <laughs> by 7 and i leave it alone man this, like, dude, I go- this dude that used to live in my building he's just sit on the stoop smoking can crack <laughs> yeah sure and, 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 and he's got like a police scanner and a walkie talkie with his known associates man I'm not getting into that hornet's nest <laughs> precisely see something say nothing exactly for the right, most dude. part I have an upstairs neighbor this apartment I'm pretty sure we're pushing on like 10 people living here of course it's a revolving door you get you get that and you, it's the, nobody's business like yes somebody screaming rape somebody screaming murder yes I will call the police anything else man it's uh, it's uh, yeah, hey, so man. you gotta you specify you. specify Specify what is happening to you. Don't mm. just scream. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't respond well to generic <laughs> screaming. Yeah, I mean, you might be in the middle of a coke binge. You might have a. You could be fucking. Night, I don't you know. Could be fucking night terrors could be happening. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to call Wait, the police if you just have night terrors. You call fucking night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody calls it, dude. And by the way, you know who you call if you're having if you want to interrupt someone's night terrors. The stream police. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking that the only the only way you can call fucking night terrorists is if you're fucking Keith David. 
who I'm sure is a very generous lover, but I just feel like it could get scary. I think it could be could be very sensual. Okay. You know, some of those guys you'd be surprised. You know, they they're real big teddy. Bur- yeah, they're big te- burly types. Big burly types are a lot. You know, they're teddy you know bears, what? dude. Teddy fucking, bears. fucking Brett Ratner. That's a night terror. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Ugh. All, oh, dude, scented oils and shit. <laughs> Come on. He's a guy that always has pornography on all the time, and you're like, oh. dude, can you pay attention to me? Your grandmother's visiting. <laughs> Look at this pornography on that TV. Look at this. It's Tower Heist on this TV. <laughs> Look, uh, over here on this third TV, it's the Tower Heist porno parody. <laughs> um, so, uh, the this tower's guy... the dick. <laughs> you get it? This guy gets murdered. His friend Charlie gets murdered, uh, and Bronson like gets to the apartment just to like this wood-paneled apartment, by the way. It looks like a, a nice log cabin. Oh, yeah. yeah it's you like get a, a nice nap in this I apartment. I love this apartment. It looked like a, a really well-organized VFW hall. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty great. And it's a light tone wood paneling to paint you a picture. It's not like you get the dark wood paneling and it, it I, I can see it feeling enclosed, but this, it just, it's just popping. It's beautiful in this movie. <laughs> I would love to have an apartment like this. So these uh, apartments are huge, by the they're way. They're enormous. My, my God. And you know, it'd be worth living in this fictionalized East <laughs> New York for those apartments. It's amazing. The, the apartments in like the Dakota, like the apartments they have in fucking Rosemary's Baby, they're gorgeous. And you know, I know it's it's a crime haven. There's these street gangs, but they're cartoon characters. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Just, you're just moving into the Looney Tunes. <laughs> so you're moving into Toontown. <laughs> this does take place in Toontown. We should, we should also acknowledge the fact that the second we cut away from the Port Authority, that's the last time you see legitimate New York City in yeah. this movie. You're welcome to London Town. Yeah, they just filmed this on like a huge stage in England, or it might have been like a town in England or something. I mean, yeah, it, right next to Tatooine, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> there is no neighborhood in New York City that looks anything close to this. There's like church bells everywhere. I'm like, what are we talking about? Where are we? <laughs> so um, he he uh, he finds his friend dead, and immediately the cops snatch him up. Uh, which I mean, by the way, you're doing cold time because he's got a gun on him and everything. Like, yeah, they don't fuck around with that charge in this city. He's it also a- using a false name. Like, dude, you're fucked. Yeah, well, then they also, they, the, the, so they get down to the police station and the guy, uh, played by Ed Lauder, who's, uh, is it Lauder, Lautner? Uh, Lighter, maybe? Or, uh, uh, this guy, he's been in a bunch. Ed Lauder, he's like the police detective or whatever, like the lead guy. And he remembers the story of Paul Kersey and he's <laughs> like, oh, you're also that vigilante that we're still technically looking for. So you're going down. Well, they call him Mr. Vigilante. Was that like his, <laughs> his name? Was that like the, the, the papers? The, the New York Post called him Mr. Vigilante? I didn't, I didn't get to rewatch the first two movies. I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, I totally forgot. But what's great about this uh, police guy, he walks into the room when they first nab Paul Kersey and he's like, Who's this dude? <laughs> Which is the dude? He says it's kind of he his says dude a lot. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Yeah, and he's not a guy that looks like he should be saying dude. He looks like uh, Ted's father from Bill and Ted a little bit. He definitely he does, does look like yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah. those guys have been in the same audition room a couple times. <laughs> yep. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and like Stephen Tobolowsky's two two scenes over, like oh fuck, hello. <laughs> I'm here for uh, Ted's father. <laughs> oh man. That would have been a much different movie. Stephen Tobolowsky for Ted's father. I'll do a, a side for that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, he kind of like gives him this dressing down, and it's like you're not going anywhere. We have you here, you know. And you know, Bronson's all like, "Well, what about my constitutional rights?" The fucking gall on Bronson's like, "Oh, do you habitually just take away people's constitutional rights?" I'm like, "You've murdered a hundred people at this point." Yeah, what do you? You don't have a fucking leg to stand on, <laughs> old man. So they put him in the they put him in the in the tombs. It seems, yeah. Uh, uh, the defense attorney, who happens to be this woman that winds up having sex with him, she was like 33 years old, is like, oh, you've got this guy, Paul Kersey, in lockup uh, for days. You know, what are you charging with him? He's like, no charges. So she's like, well, what, what's the, uh, what, what, are you, what are you holding him on? Nothing. And he's like, did you feed him? No. And she's like, <laughs> you know, you just kind of can't do that. He's like, yes, I can. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, this woman works for like the def- like she's a defense attorney yeah, or something defender, like that. Yeah. Pu- yeah, public defender's office. And uh yeah, so he's in there with these people. He immediately starts beating the shit out of people in these tombs. He beats the shit out of this like kind of big fat guy that comes at him. And this is where we meet Gavin O'Herlihy mm-hmm. uh, from Superman 3 among other things. He looks like a, a poor man's William Atherton, I was kind of guessing. Yeah, a little yeah bit. I yeah. believe on our Superman 3 episode you called him a proto Jake Busey. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's William Atherton is the Ghostbusters audition was William Atherton, Gal- Gavin O'Reilly, and Stephen Tobolowsky all there <laughs> waiting. We need like that chart of man's evolution with all these actors. Uh, but yeah, so Gavin O'Reilly, one of a few English actors in this movie because we're fucking making this movie in London. Oh, I didn't know he was English. That may- yeah, he does yeah, a good yeah, American yeah. accent, actually. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a, a you call it a half cowboy. <laughs> Oh, he was in that James Bond movie too, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, He's in uh, uh, Never Say Never Again. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, in this movie, he's like this gang leader. The thing that sucks is he's got the worst haircut anyone's ever had. And they're supposed to be like punk gang people. And he's pushing 45. Punk gang people. That's what they are. They, they're they like punk rockers, but they're also gang members. You know, I need to see them playing instruments. <laughs> you guys should do a band. Get yeah. together. Have a band. That'll get you off the streets and doing something constructive. But he's got this, it, it's just a big line shaved in the middle of like a non haircut. Right, it's like slicked back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it doesn't look good. Then it's, he's he's drawn a, a line with red lipstick mm-hmm. down the middle of his skull, like where the, the hair part should be. It's, it's like an, it's, it's like an anti mohawk, I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, too, a bit too Mad Max for New York City. There's a couple of Mad Max looking people in this movie. It's kind of stupid. Well, the creeps all have like little uh, lipstick on their faces. Like that's right. the idea is like that they put like, gang paint on their faces because Mm -hmm. if you're in a gang you want to always look like you're in that gang i guess (laughs) i guess well you know they do they live in a war zone that's true speaking of mad max right so he winds up he he gets into a a scuffle with him and he gets out because there is this drop thread in this movie where like someone is supplying the gang with money and resources but you never see that other piece because like somebody pays his bail and he's like well you keep the keep the money coming in and he's like we'll do boss and i'm yeah. like who's this boss he's got some like lawyer that's like also crooked yes it goes to nothing he also later in the movie he calls up he's like <laughs> yeah he calls in reinforcement <laughs> to who what who is this guy is the, the kingpin involved i think it's the mayor's office dude. oh shit i think oh, it's going all the way to wow. the top really all the way David Margulies as the mayor? Oh, yeah, totally. Get me the ghost bus. Get me the creeps. <laughs> yes. 
That's the way you keep ghosts out is you keep the streets rampant with gang violence. <laughs> so scary that ghosts won't even haunt them. That's exactly Some guys right. like trying to call the creeps on their bullshit like like they're not making it scary out there. I don't know. What well, well, you know cuz the Oh yeah, I see. It's like the, it's like the Ghostbusters. The William Atherton. Yeah, it's got to be a William Atherton. A William Atherton type. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, he kind of crosses paths with Gavin O'Hurley and now they're like sworn enemies kind of a deal. Well, he would, I wish they showed this scene because he goes on his way out. He's like, you know what? Watch the six o'clock news. I'm going to kill an old lady just for you. Right. And I'm yeah. like, come on, do it. If you're going to do it. Yeah. The, well, you know, leader of the creeps, he's kind of just all talk sometimes. And then other times, not so much like when he stabs his gang friend in the throat. That's him. He immediately gets out. And apparently this guy had like the, this guy takes over the gang while he's gone and he comes back and he's like, this is a, a, a sticker and you're the sticky. And he sticks his, uh, he sticks him in the throat. Yeah. And everyone cheers. And I'm like, did this guy have no friends? Like no one is like, oh my God, they killed Jerry. Oh man. Fucking Jerry's taking over the creeps. Can you believe this? <laughs> Gavin O'Hurley, he's gone for one second, and Jerry takes over. No, he's going to get killed tonight. I guarantee it. Watch. Watch. <laughs> you watch. What is Gavin O'Hurley's name in this movie? Fraker. Fraker. Fraker? Jesus, that sucks. Yeah, Manny Fraker. Manny? They mostly, they mostly call him Fraker. The Wikipedia said Manny Fraker, but I know that Bronson's like, we're going to get Fraker pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> also in this gang, by the way, is, of course, speaking of uh, Ted's dad, is uh, Alex Winter from Bill and oh, Ted. Oh, of course. Um, and Stephen Tobolowsky's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I no. wish, man. I, I, I auditioned for The Giggler. I didn't get it. <laughs> And playing the role of Giggler, <laughs> Stephen Tobolowski. Hello, Stephen. This is David Shen. And Stephen Tobolowski, you might know as the Giggler <laughs> in Death Wish 3. He was the man who played the Giggler <laughs> in Death Wish 3. Oh, David, it's so funny you remember me as the Giggler. <laughs> I don't know if anyone enjoys this, but no, I do. <laughs> we love Stephen Tobolowski, friend of the show. We did a, a podcast with him once. So uh, Fraker gets out. Yeah, he goes back to this gang meeting. And so Jerry's just like, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We want to diversify this gang's portfolio a little bit. We're going to start moving the territory uptown. And then Fraker comes in. And he's like, stabby, stabby. <laughs> he stabs. It's not like he slit his throat. He stabs him in the throat. Which is, is great. Good move. It's great. <laughs> this movie is a nine on the on the ridiculous great meter, but it could be a 10 if you got a Tom Savini in here. I need a really little bit gore it up. Yeah, I would like a little bit more gore. No head explosions, really, which is kind of a problem. <laughs> you for want me. a head explosion? We're sure. Death Wish three at this point. By the way, did anyone notice that the first two death? De it's Death Wish one, which is just called Death Wish. Yeah, we get Death Wish two, which is the Roman numeral two. Yeah, yeah. this is Death Wish three, which is the Arabic regular degular three. Yeah, anyone? Do you know, do you know why? But yeah, I saw you could say that. <laughs> well, they did like some study that said like half the population didn't know how to read Roman numerals. <laughs> What? Can you fucking believe that? What? Really? Yeah. yeah. That's some crackpot study, which doesn't make sense because so many, like, the Rockies always kept with the well, classic. Well, that was a smarter audience. That, yeah. yeah, exactly. This is, we're, we're selling this to idiots. <laughs> Death wish I, I, I. <laughs> what is that? One of them French arty movies? <laughs> oh, good. Give me a ticket to Death Wish IV. That's what I need. Keeps I'm, me going. I'm 90 years old. Uh, so uh, this this uh, this detective there, he comes back to Bronson and he's like, all right, look, 
We know that you're Paul Kersey. Uh, we're going to recruit you. I'm going to let you out on the streets. You can go kill all these people you want. Just so long as you report back to me every once in a while is basically the deal. <laughs> and there's no deal, though. It's not like, okay, these are the guys you... I'm going to give you a list of people you got to kill because right. these are the people that are doing it. Or even like you got to... The, the, whole, the whole area, the whole neighborhood is forfeit. The cops <laughs> just want it all gone. Yeah, yeah. anybody is fair game, which is amazing because also there's no like... If you do, I guess the only incentive is like we'll keep we'll keep you out of jail. Yeah, but that's it. There's no, there's nothing else that Bronson's getting out of this except the sheer bonerific <laughs> joy of murdering people, which he at this point has a healthy taste for. Of murdering mostly minorities. We got we got we ha- you have to say that. Well, we got to also say like how insane that. I don't know. It's not insane, but how diverse this punk gang is. Yes. You know, it's like all all the leaders of it are white. That are, I guess, they're gentrifying the neighborhood. <laughs> they're coming they're in, moving in on. Ter- I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really well mixed. It's like a well cast Pepsi commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Bronson walking out there. Hey, giggler, have a Pepsi. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I wish you played the gig. Uh, Join the conversation. <laughs> it's a refreshing beverage. Protest. There's, um, what was I going to say about this? Oh, well, this whole situation with the gang that's weird, though, as far as the casting is concerned, you definitely have a lot of white guys playing Hispanic people. Yes, you do. That's definitely going on. Uh, because you uh, also have white women playing Hispanic people. That's That's absolutely correct. But like Alex Winter... Definitely just playing an Hispanic man in this movie. Mar- Marina Citrus. Uh, Marina Sirtis. Mar- Mar- Marina Sirtis, uh, Deanna Troy fame, is playing a Latina woman who doesn't even speak English in this movie, right? I think she only has like Hispanic di- or Spanish dialogue. Uh, that I don't remember. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be she doesn't speak English or she's shy or whatever. Yeah, but like, some have- dude is just like, here's my sister kind yeah. of a thing. Man, whatever. It's And she's like, they, they really... They really put a lot of makeup on her to make her look a lot darker than she actually is. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, we'll just call her Maria. That ought to do it." <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a band aid on a fucking fountain, you know, man. It's just not going to stop anything. That lady's white, so th- so he like has his assignment and whatnot. So he goes back to the apartment building. That's like his new home base, where he meets his his next best bud of all time. Right. He moves. We said he moves into Charlie's. place. He moves right? into Charlie's place right here. Uh, uh, his tour guide through the building is Martin Balsam, of course, from Mitchell and Psycho and a hundred other movies. And he is out acting Charles Bronson at every turn. Well, he's just happy to be there. <laughs> Bronson just did, wasn't super happy with this movie. Actually, that's what that like. It's like this is going in the wrong direction. The first movie was like a real movie. This is <laughs> he's, he, he, he's reported saying like I shoot a gang of people on motorcycles with a machine gun. Whatever. <laughs> That's a little over the top. Yeah. I mean, I love this movie, but Bronson, you can tell that he doesn't like being in this movie a lot. Yeah. It's sort of weird. He's uh, smiling even less than usual. <laughs> they, they get to talking. They're both in their late 60s. And he's like, oh, why don't you just stay in that? You know that, that your buddy's apartment is going to remain open because he's dead. And like, there's the, no the real... rent is paid through the end of the month. So why don't you just flop there well yeah. not that anyone's clamoring to move in that's also true yeah <laughs> oh hey i could just sleep the blood stain doesn't bother me all that much turns out it's haunted though <laughs> that'd be great if his, his buddy charlie was haunting Wait, that would apartment. be the natural progression of this series is is for some goat like ghosts to come out after him maybe mm-hmm. like oh, that's a true death wish right like 
like Death Wish six, like the hunting, and then it's just like everyone he's killed. Yes, you get oh, Gold be... Bloom back as like a as oh, a specter. I, li- I like this. Oh, is it because they open the containment unit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> get me Charles Bronson. <laughs> So Martin Balsam, in like this glorious scene of exposition, like explains the entire gang to him. They're just like looking at these people out the window, spying on everybody. The weird thing is, I I was unclear on Bronson's motivation, uh, Kersey's motivation, because he's like, "I'm retired. I don't do that anymore." Is he lying to the police, or is he like actually trying to quote unquote go straight? But whoops, as luck would have it, he has somebody else to avenge. Well, I think it's a thing where he's a victim of circumstance because. His whole thing was like trying to get revenge on like the people that ruined his family. Sure. And that chapter in his life is closed after the second movie. Because like, he has no family left. Yeah. Right. They're all murdered. Uh, and <laughs> he, he like. His av- family was canceled, essentially. Right. And he like avenges, you know, he's avenged at this point both the wife and the daughter. So yeah. he's like, well, I don't have anyone left to avenge. And then his friend Charlie, who I guess is his next closest thing to family. <laughs> he just happens to be visiting oh, Charlie. And then Charlie's murdered instantly. Who Wherever he goes. Yeah, it's not good. What's, it is, uh, there's death. What's kind of weird, though, is like it. it's kind of weird that Paul Kersey, former super successful architect, <laughs> is friends with this guy. Because in the first movie, it's kind of like, oh, we live in a nicer area because I'm, you know, this successful architect. And meanwhile, then he's just got this buddy who's living in like the dump part of town. Well, that's the weird thing. I don't understand how they'd be friends. Bronson doesn't sort of make a ton of sense, at least in the first one, because it's like a yuppie got driven to the brink kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just a a one-man war machine. By the time you get to this movie, he's definitely more of like a a working Joe kind of a guy, but that's not what this character started at at all. Why doesn't he ever, why doesn't he get back into the architect game? Yeah, did he lose his license? I don't know. (laughs) He should be like designing one of those like Dr. H.H. Holmes' murder House. Oh, oh okay. you hear about that guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know all about that guy, man. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. Old, America's first serial killer? Yeah, old time Chicago. Oh, yeah. shit, dude. There's a yeah, bunch fu- of bad documentaries on that guy. Don't I, worry yeah. about I it. I think I've seen all of them. <laughs> but, like, seriously. Devil in the White City, man. Mm-hmm. Death Wish 7, and that's the one where he builds a murder house. Like, Because this is where like all the Kevin McAllister shit from Home Alone originates, I think. Like, yeah. Yes. They start doing booby traps in his apartments. We'll booby get to it. Booby traps. Outright booby <laughs> traps. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah no, no, just, I think you're just laughing at the idea that they're making booby traps. Yeah, no, it's okay. just fucking hilarious. Well, booby. no, because no, it's just it's amazing. Well, I was kind of laughing at booby. Let's be real, but no, it's kind of amazing because like by the time we're at this movie, it's come so far from that first movie where he like first fires that gun on the yeah. stairs and he kills mm. a person and he feels fucking terribly conflicted about it and it's yeah. like what have I done? This movie, it's just like all right now when. This his board flies up, there's a nail in it, and it's going to hit him in the face. <laughs> like, he went to fucking survivalist camp or something. And these paint cans are going to give Joe Pesci a little trouble. You're going to step on all these broken Christmas ornaments. <laughs> Do you give up, or are you thirsty for more? <laughs> Forget that Angels with Filthy Souls movie. You just should have put in a fucking Death Wish that movie. That would have been made a lot more sense, Columbo. Like, yeah. that's what you do here, man. <laughs> or Straw Dogs. I mean, <laughs> that, there's a lot of booby traps. Yeah, Straw Dogs is Home Alone. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, did anybody see that Straw Dogs remake? No. Yeah, just no. checking. Just man. checking. Just checking. How stupid was that? <laughs> Hollywood, ma- Hollywood making their own booby traps. 
<laughs> Box office booby trap. <laughs> it is kind of like a bear trap, isn't Wait, it? Wait, I'm sorry. That's sort of a great idea for our next podcast. We're just calling it Box Office Booby Traps. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just cinema's bad ideas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's the same show, but it's just it's yeah, a better we- title. <laughs> If someone ever sues us for We Hate Movies, we'll go to Box Office Booby Traps. It's a nice, it nice B-plan. Mm. Welcome back to Box Office Booby Traps. <laughs> he wow. was the man in Box Office Booby Traps. <laughs> no, and then instead of saying, and we hate movies at the start of the episode, I'd go, and the trap is set. <laughs> oh, <laughs> This yeah. is getting better by the Dude. minute. <laughs> I think we're going over. I think we hate movies over. is now box office booby Yeah, traps. check your RSS feeds next week. We'll see how this goes. Um, uh, I don't know, man. There's too many hoodies printed. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> we got to change those posters. So he um, he starts sleeping in this guy's apartment, and he realizes that he's going to kill this entire gang. And he starts getting like mail away guns from I don't even know what. Soldier of Fortune magazine he's getting this off of? I don't have any idea. I think it's uh, it's Nicolas Cage from that Gunrunner movie that he came <laughs> Oh, uh, Lord, Lord of, of War. Yeah, yes. I think he's got a Lord of War kind of guy. Right, and that was in Brooklyn, too. It's just some... Oh, was it? I think it was down uh, down uh, Russia Way. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like Brighton, Brighton Beach. Beach yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's getting it from some Stars and Bars Soldier of Fortune magazine. That I think you'd... it's the same dude uh, that Michael Douglas <laughs> kind of does business with in Falling Down. Oh, absolutely. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, that dude. This needs something like that. It you do- need to have, like, show me, like, an Army-Navy surplus store owner that, like, becomes sympathetic with the idea of killing everyone in this neighborhood. Totally. He's, like, a Vietnam veteran. Maybe he's, like, Herman from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe a- he He's vicious like, neo-Nazi. Well, that's the thing. Is, and, and then you can like draw a straight line, and like Bronson's like, "Whoa, whoa! I don't go in for all that. I kill everybody. I just, <laughs> want, I just want your guns. I'm not looking to buy any of those flags." <laughs> exactly. Speaking <laughs> of those flags, did you guys notice that some of the bikers in the, I guess, in the creeps do have swastikas on their helmets? Oh, what a shock! Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the Frank Miller wing of the of the gang. <laughs> it's just bizarre to me. It's it's really well because you you've got a diverse gang. Exactly. It's like very very diverse and it's very very nice, you know, equal opportunity. <laughs> yeah, totally. For, for for your murder gang. And and then you're wearing a swastika. Like this has gotta not sit well with some of your, your oh, fellow. Someone in the costume department wasn't paying attention, I feel is what that is. And it's like, well, we already oh, made the jacket. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm forgetting my punk rock guys. Yeah, I mean that's the we- sex pistols wore swastikas because it was associated with with they 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 rebranded it as loser. Um there's this, so he's like kind of gathering his supplies and he keeps telling like Martin Balsam like ooh I got a good mailbox shipment coming pretty soon don't worry about it <laughs> got to go and, to the postal pickup office six times in this movie yeah like you don't see anyone make no one's making deliveries right no well they're not going to that town I could use I could use like a sequence where these uh, motorcycle punks like commandeer a UPS truck <laughs> oh I like it yeah and you know now they got all the ammunition that's like true. cut off the supply line that's true oh but yeah. that's why he's got a PO box that and to keep the law off of him you know what i mean like you don't want to put your actual address on something right yeah exactly there's postal police is that a new thing what postal, postal po- police no there must have always been postal cops man you know i see you know, you're in a post office and then you see one walk by and he's got a gun and i'm like jesus <laughs> yeah i don't get it personally but whatever you gotta be sure man (laughs) that letter tried to get away (laughs) (laughs) that letter drew on me first so uh the (laughs) oh there's a great line right here where like 
uh, you know, he's like, all right, Martin Balsam, here's my plan. And this, that, and the other thing. And Martin Balsam's like, all right, great. Let's go, buddy. And he goes, Bronson goes to him, uh, you take it easy, Bennett. This is my problem. Great line that starts the butchery. Well, he, uh, is it, he goes to, he, he, he's in the building. He's like, Hey, Martin Balsam, I smelled something good on the first floor. How do we get in on that? And I'm like, dude, what is your problem? Like, cook your own dinner. Order something. Well, that's, dude, that's life on the streets, Order man. something. There's nothing. To, this yeah, Seamless is not uh, doing any delivery radius. It's just rubble. <laughs> There's nothing to eat but rubble. So, uh, Rubble hey, delivery? Uh, I had rubble for breakfast. <laughs> Smelling some stuffed cabbage downstairs. It's amazing, too, because Martin Balsam's like, oh, it must be that old Jewish couple. They're the only ones that cook in this building. What? Yeah, it makes no sense. So but they, 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 he invites himself. Yeah, because they, they knock on the door. He's like, hey, how's it going? I couldn't help but notice it smells delicious in here. And this old woman's like, well, you could come have dinner with us if you'd like. Well, actually, it's, it's, we're kind of rationing because the, the supply lines have been cut. <laughs> Get your own, man. We're steaming we're, our own cabbage because we're sick of eating rubble. This is like West Berlin before they figured out the airlifts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And here he is mooching one more for dinner, please. And he brings a gun to dinner. This is awesome. So he goes back upstairs. He's like, oh, let me clean up first. Yeah, it's a little starting and stopping with this vigilanteism because he's like, he's telling Martin Balsam, like, all right, I'm about to go out on the streets. Oh, this then is it's when like, he gets the car, right? Yeah, he he buys a car in cash. Uh, right. Buys a new car in cash, parks it outside, like right near the window of this old couple. Oh, he's setting he's a like, trap. I'm going to eat dinner, your dinner, and then I'm going to watch this car, see what happens. So it's great because he goes back upstairs and he's like, well, better put a suit on for this dinner party. And then he goes to walk out of the room. And he's like, oh, better also bring this gun to the dinner party. <laughs> Do not. You have to announce if you're bringing a gun to dinner, right? Like, that's yeah. a thing. That's what? a polite. No. That's polite. Your boiled cabbage smells great. Also, I am packing heat. <laughs> Just- well, if the... The dinner better be good. <laughs> Your life depends on it. Ooh, this is delicious. By the way, I'm armed. Hey, anyone catch the Yankee game last night? <laughs> Charles Bronson in Kill the Cook. <laughs> There's too much salt in this bouillabaisse. Click, click. <laughs> Blammo. So uh, this car does uh, get starts to get fucked with it. And like, he comes out and is like, hey, that's my car. And they're like, we're going to kill you. And he just... Kills like three people immediately. And this is how you do it. Uh, this is the Bronson way. Don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Set it up with a light joke, first mm-hmm. of all, because he's like, what's wrong with the car? And the guy's like, fuck you, old man. He's like, what's wrong with it? And the guy's like, oh, what do you care? He's like, because it's my car. Gotcha. Dead. <laughs> it's, well, it's all entrapment. It's all I love weird. That, I love the bait, the yes. whole like, concept of like, I'm going to put my property here if anyone touches it. <laughs> Yeah, he gets these two dudes good, man. Their fucking chests explode. And this is a year after Bernie gets. I mean, I guess it must have been filmed kind of around the same time that was going on. Right. So uh, Bernard gets, of course, for those who are unfamiliar in the 1980s, he was the subway vigilante. He was sitting on a subway. These teenagers were messing with him, and he pulled out a gun and murdered them all and yeah. uh, got off for that. He murdered some. Some were paralyzed. Yeah, you know, oh, just, right. Yeah, some, some were just paralyzed. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, that's not a nice thing. (laughs) And I think it was like after that and like kind of when he was doing press for this movie, like Bronson had to come out and be like, by the way, don't do what I do in these movies. These are fun. It's a white fantasy film. It doesn't doesn't work in the real world so much. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he had to publicly come out and condemn people that like mimicking his character. Uh, so he kills these people. He goes back to dinner, and like the weird thing is the cheering that goes on. Like, and I know that this is a city under siege. It's yeah, Police yeah. Academy Six. No, I know it's it's a city <laughs> under siege, and like blah blah blah. But like, no one's ever cheered anyone for brutally murdering a teenager in the street, right? No, I, I mean I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably think so. not. Like, what kind of reaction is that? You know what's funny is I was walking down the street the other day. Cop pulls up and like grabs this dude and starts arresting him and my reaction was like oh my god that poor man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like i'm not cheering this on no because I mean, that's at least a lawful thing this is a guy just murder like the old west just murdering someone in the goddamn street you're like yay well because the next scene is the giggler which is the, the one of the the finest scene there's there's this guy that keeps robbing uh he's a perch snatcher that would run and laugh right and he's I later referred to as the giggler. You don't know he's the giggler until after he dies, unfortunately. That is too bad. <laughs> is I would big... like to have known him as the giggler and, while he was giggling. And that's why Tobo didn't get the part. Like, I just I need to get in the head of this character. I do not understand. What is the giggler's deal? <laughs> why does he giggle? <laughs> and Bronson's kind of trying to get this guy a bunch, but he can't. Like He's just too old to run after this guy. Yeah, which makes sense. So he buys this Nikon camera or brings, or just Nikon camera case, and he's like, I'm going down. He, he, I'm sorry. First, he gets his uh, his huge magnum, like mm-hmm. fucking horse gun that he gets. This god killer, it's he, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's a we hate movies god killer. He has to like make his own bullets, like he's hunting werewolves. That part <laughs> I don't understand. Well, it's like he like because Martin Balsam's like, uh, wow, you make your own bullets too, buddy. And he's just like, yeah, nothing's too good for my guests. Is he doing like the hollow point? I must have been getting a beer at this point. No, he's not doing that. I mean, he's just like making his own rounds. Yeah, like he's like adding gunpowder into shells and shit. He's like carefully hammering it together. I'd be terrified. I'd, you know, you'd. You'd kill yourself probably doing this. Mm. Or you do like, it wrong, or, sure. Yeah, or like you put it in the gu- in the gun, and there's too much powder, and it blows up the gun. Like I, my my mind works with like, oh, guns. Oh yeah, they they can go out the other way too. You never know what's gonna happen. Well, I just love Paul Kersey, New York socialite, trading in you know John Updike for the fucking Turner Diaries <laughs> and whatever else to, to get these skills that he wouldn't have as an architect. Are you, so you're suggesting that you can get skills out of the Turner Diaries. <laughs> you, there's some, and whatever else. Literally, it's you know, a very instructional read. Right wing literature. Yeah, don't don't Google the Turner. Diaries. You shouldn't. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Is this around the time where he sets the bathroom booby trap? For the the well, old people, yes. Well, I wanted to finish the giggler, so he oh, okay. he goes out with a gun, and the, he's got this Nikon camera. He's like, "I'm going out for some ice cream," and he goes and gets ice cream. The giggler grabs his uh, his his uh, camera, and he shoots him right in the back. Gets him right in the back, and this is there's cheering for the giggler's death. Oh my god! The, the this is this really is where exact- the, the the public erupts. And the funny thing is, you come back to the gag, and this one guy's like, "They killed the giggler! <laughs> they killed the giggler!" And everyone's like, oh, man, the giggler is dead. I was like, is there going to be a new election for the new giggler? Like, is that? Oh, look, I see white smoke coming out of that crack house. <laughs> They've selected a new giggler. 
It's because yeah, they grab all the new gang members. Oh wow, this is this is wow the young giggler. <laughs> the young. Oh, and it's not what you think. He's actually pretty conservative. <laughs> it's, it's it's a whole new attitude for the giggler. He's drinking Coke Zero now. <laughs> well, he sure is. Oh, that's great. Yeah, at one point he sets up this booby trap in the bathroom of this old people's house where like. The the board with a nail in it thing I was telling you about, which well, is yeah, great. it's like because people keep like going into their house and stealing stuff, and he's like, "I got an idea, kill them." Which <laughs> is <laughs> didn't the guns come by and like take the uh, elderly Jewish couple's gun too at some point? Like, yeah, they steal this- their gun and they're like, "By the this is what prompts Bronson to make this booby trap because they take the gun from them and they're like, by the way." You have to leave this bathroom window open all the time because this is how we're going to get in and rob you. Yeah. And they're like, okay. He's, he's, he's like, we're coming anytime. Yeah. Anytime. Also, is- Bronson is a fan of leaving his window open to trick people again because he puts <laughs> down a board with a bunch of crooked nails all over it. Uh-huh. And he comes home one day and he like looks at the bathroom floor and you see Bronson smile and it cuts to the floor and there's just blood <laughs> everywhere. And he's like, haha, got him. What a weird thing to be pleased about this guy is fucking twisted he it's, is man it's, it's awesome it's the third movie of this shit he's gone mm-hmm. oh it's remember awesome. when i used to go to dinner parties now i murder crackheads <laughs> and laugh about dude, it, dude like his fridge has got to be full of like body parts oh absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. little trophy I got the gigglers, giggler, <laughs> and it's like his teeth and mouth. Well, there's the teeth thing with that board, though, because oh, yeah, like he yeah, picks yeah. this shit out. And the old man's like, what's that? And he goes, these, these are teeth. And it's just two gross front well, teeth. Well, I started by killing people uh, for vengeance. Then it was for fun. And obviously now I'm making a sex zombie that I'm just, <laughs> that's sort of the next oh, logical dude. step. dude. Bronson as Jeffrey Dahmer? Absolutely. It's a, I, I, it would be a real departure for him. <laughs> Alternate timeline where uh, Jeffrey Dahmer lived an old life. Oh, So it's yes. like Elder Dahmer. And old Man Dahmer. Old Man Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> him in prison. Maybe he gets out and drives a limo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bronson's reading the script, and like he gets to like the middle of it. He's like, wait a minute. This guy's gay. <laughs> and then there's a, there's a little girl who's also a cannibal trying to make sex zombies that starts coming around. I, yeah, exactly. And and Dahmer, old man Dahmer, like grabs the comic book out of her hand. My friend Dahmer, these are just fantasies, kid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Who would be the Charles Xavier of this situation? Oh, shit. Oh. Maybe Charles Manson? Oh, yes. It's an old, old Charles right. Manson. Yes, <laughs> 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 he th- who thinks he has psychic powers, but he doesn't. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I can kill the world with my own mind. Better sleep in this silo. <laughs> Wow. And Calvin is the BTK strangler. <laughs> <laughs> An albino BTK strangler. I like it. Yeah. yeah. What was that guy's name? Dennis Radder or something? Radar? Uh, oh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. remember. Something like that. It's a deep cut. Um, so <laughs> he, he winds up... Um, uh, we do have to talk about, again, uh, the incredibly... like And the, the weird... So the first movie has a rape scene, and that's sort of the inciting incident. And it's, it's a problem, and it's not cool, and there's nothing good about it. But at the very least, it has a narrative function to say, this is what turns the character. Well, this is what sets this man over the edge. It's yeah, your classic it's like, women in refrigerators thing where, you know what I mean, this is what's going to make our hero a better person, etc. 
and the use of it is kind of, you know, I mean, in this movie, it's a little it, egregious, but like in that first movie, it's like, this is the most heinous thing you could do. Yes. So oh, no, exactly. that's well, that, why. But that's what I'm saying. Off, but yeah. that, that's, that's the problem in the third movie. Like not every sequels don't need to have every single thing kind of replayed. Every, no, it does. And bigger and, <laughs> and quote unquote better. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. So it's, it's Marina Citrus, uh, is, um, uh, going to the grocery store. And then well, the weird thing is, I guess that they only terrorize people in their neighborhood, no matter where they go. Cause she's getting in a car and they like, well, we're still the gang. We're still going to terrorize you even once you leave gang limits. Uh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. it's all like, um, they, wait, they don't operate on jurisdiction. <laughs> Like, well, oh, this is, oh, now it's... Uh, well, it's like you've committed the offense of daring to go outside, and it's oh. like, we're going to track you down at all costs. So they, they grab her, and they tear her shirt off, so we get some cheap, gross TNA. And the weird thing is, so it happens, and like you know what's going on. They throw her in a car, and you're like, well, she's clearly going to get sexually assaulted. Yeah. But then we have to go back to the crack house and then watch it? Like, for what and for whom? Because... It's not like Bronson busts in and breaks it up. Exactly. They just rape her and then like she goes to the hospital and they're like, oh, she's got a broken arm or something. And Bronson is like friends with her brother and he gets barely friends with her brother. Yeah. And he gets off the phone and he's like, oh, it's just a broken arm. Let's go to the hospital. And like when they get there, she's died of like a blood clot that goes to her heart or whatever. But so like, but it doesn't, you don't don't need that scene because you don't see anything like avenge worthy. No, yeah. It's not like, oh, this was my granddaughter's friend and now I'm going (laughs) to, now I'm going to get everybody. Like he he doesn't even, he kind of doesn't react. He's like, oh, sucks to be you, man. Well, yeah. Cause like he's already started down. On his he, path of vengeance. Exactly. He's cold to it. He's just like, oh, a rape and murder. Yeah, I've been through that. <laughs> oh, I hear you. It, it <laughs> must be Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. It's not exactly. Like, he's already avenging Charlie's murder. So, like, that's in the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, cool. So there's no rape scene. That's nice. Oh, and then no. I was like, no, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. So uh, that happens. She's just dead. And this, the, the funny thing is, is, he's like, oh, it's cool. It's just, it's just a broken arm. And the guy, the doctor is like, yeah, she expired. And I'm like, really, dude? That's the word we're going to use? Well, he's uh, trying to keep it as cold and as emotionless right. as possible. Yeah, she's it's, passed. This might be just a crooked doctor, right? Oh, you think you so? Know, like out there, like, you know, the NYPD. He's still a little upset about the giggler, I think. <laughs> the giggler was the guy I got my drugs from. <laughs> um, but maybe it's something like, you know, the NYPD wants everyone in this neighborhood to die. And maybe it goes to the mayor. Sure. So maybe now the mayor is saying, hey, hospital, anyone who comes in here doesn't come out. You know? Oh, wow. I Holy see. shit. Like a terror hospital. <laughs> Stephen King's terror hospital? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're all terror hospitals, right? Yeah, absolutely. In all those books. Yeah, I wouldn't go to the hospital in Maine. I'd be like, dude, take me, take me to fucking Rhode Island. No, dude. You drive me to Rhode Island right now. Canada. All the way to Rhode Island? No, Canada. <laughs> yeah, Canada. Exactly. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Go to Nova Scotia. <laughs> um, get some dental work done too. Um, <laughs> he winds up. So um, at some point, by the way, the vengeance has to stop because this 32 year old woman asks him out on a date. She follows him to God to this godforsaken East New York. Yeah, she pulls up, and he's like, "I'm telling you again, I'm not pressing charges," because <laughs> she's trying to get him, him to, to like sue the city, sue the police department. And then she's like, well, would you go on a date with me? He's like, I, 
are you blind? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm four feet tall. Uh, I look I'm like literally. I was literally your age that you are now when you were born. My, <laughs> my face looks like a uh, old jack o' lantern you left out for a few months after Halloween. Someone, some kid came by, drew a mustache on it. <laughs> so you want to do? Okay, okay. You're, you're you're pursuing me. Let me just clarify once again because I look like an old basketball. With a caterpillar crawling across it. So, you with that in mind, you would like to take me out to dinner. I look like a sun bleached copy of one of my movies that's been left out in a video store. Yet you still want to. Okay, oh, sure. Just yeah. check it. I like clarification. I look like old man Dama. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes out to di- she takes she- no he goes it's a dinner dinner, dinner at her place yeah. man she's cooking uh and like she cooks him something and they have this really awkward thing like he doesn't he- he's lying to her he says he's an out of work writer yeah right or maybe he is making some manifesto i'm trying to get a book out of all this all of my trials and tribulations it's called the cursey diaries <laughs> <laughs> it's all about how you make these booby traps <laughs> And uh, oh, there's there's chapters in there about the race war. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in two parts. So fifty seven pages about booby traps. Oh, and how recycling is fake. <laughs> that was one of the uh, the lesser cuts of Ted Kaczynski in that manifesto. Oh, really? Yeah, good for him. So he, they have this really awkward dinner, and she's like, "Well, he's like, well, I gotta go kill some people," and she's like, "Can I see you again?" And he goes, "Yup." <laughs> which is, it's the best. And like she like kisses him, which is disgusting. Oh, it's mm. fucking puke worthy. <laughs> it's I couldn't believe it. Uh, and at this point, there's this other guy who's who's Cuba. Known, yes, who's a known actor. He's in some stuff. I feel the like guy Gooding, Gooding Junior. No, 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 no. Wish. it's the it's one of the greatest lines because it's uh it's our gang leader there. What are we calling him? Krasinski. Uh, uh Frake. Fraker. Fraker is like grooming this dude and he's like, all right, you're going to go out there and you're going to take a life tonight. And it's just like this. It cuts to this wide shot of the gang hideout and it's all these people. It looks like all the birds perched up on the shelves at the end of the birds. They're just all watching this happen. And he's like, Cuba's going to kill tonight. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the gig, do it for the giggler. Get one for the giggler. <laughs> If you kill him, you're the new giggler. <laughs> that's so, how we that's how we select the new giggler. <laughs> Whoever avenges the old giggler becomes the new giggler. It's just like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're very similar. No, I thought it was more like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, man. You oh, get yeah. chosen <laughs> once a generation. There's a to once a generation oh. a, gig- a giggler is born <laughs> to fight against the light. Or whatever. Uh, so he winds up fighting this guy. He throws him off a building. Which... And let me tell you right now, every single person associated with making this movie, 
every one of them signed off on this shot of what is clearly a dummy getting thrown off a roof. Yep. It lands on a car and folds over like the soft straw stuffed <laughs> dummy that it is. And everybody was cool with it. Yep. I love it. It's great. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. Nowadays, we got computers. No, no. This is where it's at. Just throw a dummy off a building. Because I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. You and know? it's funnier, you know? And then I think, oh, they died mid-fall. That's why they're limp. <laughs> they died of panic on the way down. There's a lot of, like, straight-out belly laughs I had during this movie. Oh, please. Oh, well, you know, they're, they're not good lines, Steve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, one of them was, yo... Uh, oh, word for a lady. Oh, come here. I want to eat you. Oh, right. That's an Alex Winter. That's yeah. an Alex Winter original right it there. It is like, because we're, we're in Toontown. Mm, like, yes. nothing about this rings true as a real gang or a real threat. <laughs> no. Not, it's not, this is barely a movie, but what a movie. Hey, speaking of barely a movie, so Steve, remember when you were like, oh, uh, the Cuban, is he played by anybody? Yeah, yeah he plays, uh, he's played by an actor who definitely starred in a Batgirl fan film. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, Batgirl Rises from 2015. Oh, directed <laughs> by Josh Whedon. It's <laughs> it's 41 minutes long. Yeah, it's not Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon is <laughs> His little, his little cousin. What the hell kind of name is? What is it? Josh. Joss. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's probably short for something. Yeah, Josh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, this dude's actually been in a lot of stuff, but yeah. nothing. You know, to yeah, give you an idea. Yeah, he's so, just a guy. Second reporter in Hackers. Denied area security guard in Mission Impossible. You know these kind of things. He is the man that played denied <laughs> missionary. <laughs> Oh, David, it's so funny you remember me as the guy in Hackers. <laughs> he was the man who played first man at table in Slipstream. <laughs> oh, Slipstream, man, that's a movie. It really is. When you're given... I can't even do the... What was Tobo's thing about? Oh, well, like, yeah. like when you don't have a name, when yeah, your character doesn't have, doesn't when, have a name. When you, yeah, it's, it's, it's the hierarchy. If your character has, uh, if he, he has a first name, that's good. If he has a full name, that's better. If he's only described by his profession, that's really bad. Right. Yeah. All right, plumber was a big one. Yes, we yeah. About. But I think like if it's a if it's like you know Fred the plumber, yeah, that's kind Joe. of a nice little warm right. mini area. Joe the plumber, remember that guy? Oh yeah, sick pull from ten years ago. <laughs> Isn't that he had Clint some Eastwood? political thoughts? Isn't that Clint Eastwood's new biopic after oh, Sully? Is <laughs> he's gonna be holding a dead baby too? <laughs> he's doing all the American heroes. Wait, what's a dead baby with Joe the Plumber? Well, in the American Sniper, he's holding that doll that's oh, not right. a real baby. That's, oh, yeah, right. exactly. The Death Wish theory of like, put a dummy in there, man. Right. But, <laughs> but dude, imagine an American Sniper like Gruff Clint Eastwood directed movie right? about a guy snaking a toilet out. <laughs> Oh, and somehow it's also two and a half hours long. And then also posting on Facebook some racist shit. <laughs> so um, at this point, sort of like... Uh, this is where Martin Balsam tries to use a machine gun and fucks it up. Because he's got some shop and like... It, there, there's some correlation between like the gang is upset with the old people because they're fighting back, so that they're like trying to cut their head off a little bit. I mean, they they want total control of the neighborhood. Right, sure. I think yeah. the gang is working for the landlords. Oh, I <laughs> see. These oh, old these old guys got these rent stabilized joints. That's yeah, right. That's a good Time point. To uh, go market rate, you can't uh, you can't burn a building to the ground if it's rent controlled. <laughs> 
so yeah, Martin Balsam owns like an auto body shop, and they light it on fire, and like that's the last straw. There's they definitely use the same shot like three times oh, of the- Martin Balsam being like, "That's my shot." <laughs> my shop like they keep cutting back to him well there's this funny thing because he, he at certain point very much like our friend in uh in falling down is like hey cursey i want to show you what i got in this closet it's this <laughs> huge like machine gu- a couple of machine guns and, right and he's like oh cursey is just like well that's not for you little man leave that to me those were charlie's look Re- you're 66 you're far too old to deal with that i'm 64 this is a perfect <laughs> job for a 64 year old easy grandpa i got this one but yeah he's martin balsam's like yeah these are charlie's machine guns he brought them back from the war i was like can you just take guns home from the war like that i don't know how that works so was was that charlie's plan like let me bring this like you know i'm getting fucked with let me oh my friend's a psychopath like i met him oh, on, do you on think- some like old school oh. message board like, like, like <laughs> what is that, is that like, a, a, like a zine they yeah were, like, like corresponding in the letters section? exactly it's that like, must me- have been it and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get this guy word like pen pals. He's fucking crazy. Hey, irritated in East New York. It's me, <laughs> lascivious in Los Angeles. I'm, I'll help you take out the garbage if you know what I mean. I'm coming home. <laughs> but yeah, he's just In got the this- uh, next issue, publish your address. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is exactly how this went down. Oh, man. It must have taken forever. <laughs> That's why Charlie was dead when he got there. But do you get a parting gift for participating in war? Well, <laughs> you you do you do get to keep some shit. I don't think you. This was like a machine gun off the back of a jeep. I don't think that that goes. But, but there it's was got two of them. There if were you, tons of guys that brought back like bayonets yeah. and, and uh, Nazi stuff. And uh, I mean, I feel oh, like more, oh wait wait more Nazi stuff. Let's see what else we brought back. Oh wait more Nazi <laughs> stuff. Weird. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like if you know the guy that's checking your bag. You go, hey, Charlie, don't worry about that. Don't worry about this bag uh, that clearly has two machine guns in it. And this was also, you know, they had security wasn't invented until 2001. So, oh, yeah. That's also yeah. true. So um, Martin Balsam's like, I'm going to use this gun even though Charles Bronson said I shouldn't. And he goes, and sure enough, like he's about to spray all these people. This is great. All these guys are like, oh, my God, he's got a gun. And everyone's running. The gang's running. And then it jams. Yes. And then they go, it jammed. Let's go get him. <laughs> Kill that guy. And <laughs> they dude, all charge him. It's, it's like a horde of zombies. They yes. run up the fire escape and grab this old man and throw him down multiple staircases. Which is great. They beat him a little bit. And you think he's dead, but unfortunately he's not. Yeah. At this point, um, Bronson gets arrested because his girlfriend gets killed, right? Is that what happened? Well, there's first of all, there's some sex. Oh, please. While, while Martin Balsam is being brutalized mm. by this gang, Bronson is getting it wet with mm. this kid. Hey, look, I look like a building that should have been condemned four years ago. <laughs> this do it, This is, you want to have sex with, you young lithe woman would like to have sex with me. I just want to be clear about that. My face looks like a microwave Walnut. <laughs> Thank God there isn't a sex scene. Oh, yeah. I please. wish there was. No way, dude. You'd still be puking right now. You do get shirtless Bronson, and I'm like, man, he's in better shape than me. Yeah, yeah. that's something. <laughs> yeah. But so what happens is, like, they, I guess it's like, well, we just fucked. How about some ice cream? And, like, they go outside, and he's he, like, goes into his store. Meanwhile, the gang comes up. 
They punch this woman in the head. Hold on. He, go, he doesn't go to a store. He goes to his mailboxes, etc. Oh, is to that get what more is? guns. <laughs> oh, oh like, that's right. Like, I got to get a Hold on. I know we're going out to the, for a post-sex bite to eat, but I do need <laughs> to pick up a few more guns. I, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was the mailbox, etc. I thought it was like, you know... Uh, like a convenience yeah. store or something. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Gavin O'Hurley, he punches this woman in the face. She gets knocked out cold. They release the parking brake on this car, and this woman just goes bye-bye. It just, the car explodes. It's oh, no. Ridiculous. I, I, I like, had three bazookas in the back. <laughs> oh, wait. That might make sense. That's exactly what happened. That's oh. the only way that this makes sense, because the car just has like a little... It's like a, it's like a, you know, a gentle T-boning, and then there's a massive explosion, and it just lights oh, her up. I had all that thermite in the back. <laughs> uh, that's how I was going to get rid of my I cockroach problem. Didn't tell her that I had a... <laughs> <laughs> and a Russian warhead in the back. <laughs> I got it off my my zine. So he just walks up to this car. He says nothing. Mm. You know, he doesn't even look that distraught, and he just turns around like, "Oh well, better get back to it." And he gets arrested, or the cops pick him up for some reason. That the detectives like, you know, you're getting too hot. You know what I mean? That there's too much stuff going on. Uh, and there's this weird thing where he's like. Uh, so now I'm going to charge you with stuff, but then oh, but Martin Balsam will actually identify the gang, right? If only Kersey goes to talk to him, right? It's like oh, he'll only speak to you. So Ed Lautner's like, uh, or Ed Lauder rather is like uh, begrudgingly letting letting him out of prison to do this, and he goes to the hospital and sneaks out the window. Essentially, Balsam's like. Well, hey, the third act is here. You want to sneak out the window and have the third act? Better go sneak into that third act. <laughs> I'll tiptoe right into it. The scene is bullshit, too, because they now are acting like they're the best of friends. And he's like, I'm sorry I messed it up, buddy. I tried, and I just cocked it right up. And he's also, like, he there, there. He should have been dead. Yeah, yeah he should have died. Because it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? You're killing women left and right. Kill this old fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's some couple that gets set on fire at some point. Is that the old Jewish couple? It's not the old Jewish couple, but it's during like the siege of the the neighborhood. This is basically. where it gets crazy. So Bronson it's an comes out war. He he he's like, "All right, I'm I'm taking it to him." And he he gets a bazooka at certain point at a certain point. He he's saves got, that for later. Marina Citrus's boyfriend or brother, I don't know which, uh is like He's like, I'm, I'm into this too. We're, we're gonna take down the city, and like, you can't have Balsam and this guy. Like, have <laughs> one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, you just, you don't need gets, Balsam is the thing. It gets confusing. So then, like, he's like with him, and you're like, where have you been for most of the movies? Like, oh, I was around. Well, he's been grieving, of course. So they're like, he's helping him load up all this stuff, and like, the funny thing is, Bronson has got like 17 guns on him, and like, the guy is just like. Well, all I got is my zip gun and Rodson's, which is kind of obviously a leading question of like, can I borrow one yeah, of your guns, yes, buddy? Yes, exactly. And he's like, well, that should take out a few of them. Well, tough titty. <laughs> Look, I believe you got to buy your own guns, pal. That's how it works. Why haven't you been stocking up on guns already? This is this is your own problem. <laughs> this, you are the... You are the grasshopper. I am the ant, or whatever the whatever that however that shit goes. No, no, I, I'm the squirrel, and you're something else. Well, he hates uh, handouts. You exactly, know, and this guy's welfare like welfare state. This guy's ready to go to war with him, and he's just like, I've oh man, 
Could you hold some of these guns, not use them, and give them to me later? <laughs> he just holds the box of ammo for the machine gun. Yeah. Oh, man, and this machine gun rips this town apart. At this point, Gavin O'Hurla, he calls someone and gets the reinforcements. Yeah, he gets on the phone, and he's like, yeah, this is Crockett, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever his name is. Fraker. Oh, Fraker. <laughs> I don't know I got Crockett from. He's got Tubbs on the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Tubbs, can you send some gang reinforcements? So then, like, this motorcycle gang shows up. It's kind of a great moment oh, because it's like... might be the swastika guy. He calls Excuse up me. another movie and then another movie. It's like the end of Blazing Saddles. Like these other movies start yeah. showing up. Psychomania drives through. Yeah, it's-, it's so awesome because it's like a nice little family reunion because all these gang members are like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever. Like all these gang members are hugging people. Yeah. It's so awesome. And they, they lay siege to the city at this point. Yeah, and it's just all bets are off. Yeah, they beat up old, some fat guy and then light him on fire in the middle of the city. They're lighting a lot of people on fire, dude. They light up that old couple and it's like this woman is on fire and oh, right. falling down yes. the stairs. Holy shit, it's great. And like Gavin O'Hurl, he's just like spraying people with this like little submachine gun he's got. Uh, yeah, that, that's a nice little like Bond uh, thug weapon kind of a thing. Isn't there like a car that goes by at one point full of... Punks. Yeah, and Bronson lays waste to them. Just Bonnie and Clyde's these people. Yep, it's great. It's amazing. He, yeah, I like his Magnum, but again, I do want to see some headshots. I do want to see some yeah. Gallagher. You splats. know what? Honestly, at this point in the movie, there's so much going on. They just like say, nah, no blood. Yes. Some of these are no blood. This should be like a trauma appreciate. movie, though. Yeah, it should really, it, it practically is. Just buckets. I mean, the budget obviously looks like a trauma movie. The set looks like a trauma movie. Yeah. No. Well, we had to go to England, man. At least trauma films on the streets of New York. <laughs> They have the decency to film on the street. Trauma made in America. <laughs> That's right. In, okay, in this next, in the third movie, do I team up with the Toxic Avenger or what? <laughs> Man, I I would hope in that movie he kills the Toxic Avenger because <laughs> enough already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You're not wrong. Toxie should have been buried with Bronson. Actually, that would have been great. A movie where it's Charles Bronson teaming up with Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What are you, uh, Ninja Turtle? <laughs> oh, yes. And Lloyd Kaufman as a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> no, Lloyd Kaufman is a Splinter, and Toxic <laughs> Avengers a Ninja Turtle. Oh, okay. Right? I like it. Isn't that how that works? I think so. I don't know. I never really watched this I never movies. saw it. I watched the cartoon. Woo. Yeah, I, I probably watched the cartoon. I mean, I've seen some of those movies. Listen, they're I all terrible. I didn't know there was a cartoon. There was a cartoon. That's really there. disturbing for children, you're For saying. children, for the, probably stay tuned for Animation Damnation. I think it should definitely be an Animation Damnation, which is on our Patreon, by the way. There you go. Um, so it, it, this is the, the movie, really. It, it's all out carnage. It's why you watch this movie. This it's, is what you're waiting for is the last 20 minutes. It's, and it's just, it's just nonstop wall to wall violence. They actually burn down a building at one point. Like they just, the, the gang burns this building to the ground. You watch this structure actually fall over. <laughs> this is getting so comical. It's ridiculous. He just like, Bronson shoves a game genie up his ass. <laughs> God mode. <laughs> Exactly. The funny, they, they do it a lot in this movie. Like every time Bronson is shot, he goes and looks. Oh yeah, I luckily I still have this bulletproof vest. Yeah, and I, I don't keep, respect <laughs> the audience enough to not tell them that. I keep checking on this bulletproof vest. Yup, still there. <laughs> luckily, before I play GTA, I do back left, up down, <laughs> one one, right left. 
That's, now, now I've got God mode. That's what I need is somebody like just, you know, mod GTA 3, an, an older one, and yes. put a little Charles Bronson in there. Oh, God, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody get on that. Figure it out. That'd be pretty cool. But, I mean, like, yeah, he's just murdering everybody. But the weird thing is, Gavin O'Hurley, he calls for reinforcements, but not to really. It is to kill Bronson, but it's not like, okay, we're, there's this one little guy. He looks like, uh, it looks like Splinter if he was a person. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looks like a rat. But not really. That's the guy. That's kill him first, and then we'll do everything else. Like, right? Let's all converge because this guy's giving me problems. Like, but he's tired of it, Steve. This is just a full-on war now. Okay, and it's full-on war, and now the citizens also decide they're going to step it up and they're going to help take back the streets. So you you see all these great shots of all these old people going to their drawers and getting a gun out, yes. and then hitting the streets to kill people. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. We get another <laughs> some more unsolicited uh, boobs uh, of this lady that Bronson saves. Oh yeah, someone's in the middle of all this. They're like, well, you know, we're terrorizing this neighborhood, but what would a good gang riot be without sexual assault? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so and get that in there. Yeah. Just to, you know, um, I mean, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, like, how does um, Alex Winter die? I forget. Oh, he's about to he's about to shoot Bronson, uh, and oh, then out of nowhere, Ed Lauder like comes around the corner and kills this dude, and he's like, "Now you owe me." Or well, whatever. he says, "You owe me for that one, dude." Oh yeah, hey dude, <laughs> I got this, got this one, dude, got this guy for you, dude. <laughs> this is what a weird Ed Lauder. Character. Who's Dirty Undies, dude? <laughs> Uh, weird character trait for him is he hates cockroaches, quote unquote, and like, but he's still like crushing them with his hands, which is kind of disgusting. Well, because he likes to feel the life exit their body, and that's when uh, Charles Bronson says something very Turner Diaries esque. He's oh. like, "Well, it's like uh, you got to kill. It's it, it's like killing cockroaches. It right. doesn't make sense to just kill one. You've got to kill them all." Right, which then the movie doesn't do because once Gavin O'Hurley he is inevitably murdered at the end of this movie, the riot shuts off. Well, we have to talk about that. Oh, of course. That's, that's, it's, it's, it's famous. I think this scene <laughs> is famous. It's like cinema famous. Really? Yeah. It's got a, it's got a star on the walk of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, dude. Franker's death. Listen, man, when we went to L.A., we checked out that walk of fame. And listen, some of the people that made it on that fucking thing, this explosion should be on there. <laughs> This explosion should have a star. I mean, come on. Yeah. The Beatles. I mean, come on. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's a, it's a shame what they did. That man's beautiful star. It's a shame. I know. I mean, they should be in Gitmo. Yeah. Which we should, you know, it's our, It's never closed. Yeah. We should expand it. Well, or we should just put Secret Service on his star as well. We might as well sp- spread it out. I think so. I mean, mm. it's a, one of his immediate family members. <laughs> So uh, uh, Fraker goes into Ch- uh, Bronson's apartment. Uh, Fraker and now it's Bronson and Lauder are there too. They've teamed up. They've teamed up. They're taking down the street. They take down like half the world together. It's a lot of Bronson picking people off on fire escapes, which is pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets most video gamey. Yeah, it's like definitely. got you, got you, got you. <laughs> there is. I just won quick. Duck Hunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, oh. he needs a little dog to like go and grab the corpse. <laughs> This dog's just dragging the giggler back across the street. <laughs> oh, the new giggler got it too. Oh, oh yeah, man. man! Now it's got. Now there's gonna be like a worldwide search for the for the new giggler, like like the Buddha or whatever. Yeah, the, the, Dalai, the Dalai Lama. Lama sorry, <laughs> the giggler was just reborn somewhere in Africa. We have to go get him. <laughs> I will kill all the subsequent gigglers. 
I, I will kill a giggler in the cradle <laughs> in order to prevent another purse pur, 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 snatching. Excuse mm. me. So yeah, so Ooh. so in comes this dude. Here comes Fraker, man, and he's like ready to take Bronson to hell. And then like Lauder's there, and it's kind of like, which one am I gonna kill? And he turns to Lauder, and then Bronson takes out this fucking rocket launcher, man. A bro- rocket launcher. I mean, this is where the movie gets a little political. Uh, he pulls a <laughs> rocket launcher out of the American flag, by the way, <laughs> and then sends this dude blows off half of the building. It's like you see Bronson takes this thing out of the flag. Like he, it's like a split second shot of him firing it, and then we cut outside, and the side of this building just shoots out. Oh God, it's awesome! I will say, how did he not get like a brick in his pumpkin face? After, <laughs> from, from like, this explosion doesn't harm him or the cop. Well, no. that's what if you're about to do that, you got to say, "Hey, man, get out of the way!" I'm about totally. to blow up half of my. Well, no, moment. you need the element of su- surprise. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah. But, but yeah, so then you see like this dude's charred remains laying in the street. Which how is does awesome. anyone even know who this is? Everyone's like, "Oh no, they got Fraker." I'm like, "How do you? It's a it's it's fucking Aunt Baru. You know nothing about this." <laughs> well, it's amazing, man, because like he must have had some sort of mind control all of of uh, like over all of them because like. All of the gang just shuts off. It's like, oh, hey, man, Fraker's dead. And they all just go, <laughs> Yes. Well, and also, they all just leave. Their numbers have been depleted to such a degree. Right. And now, you know, the the commander in the field has been uh, killed. So, like. That's it. They Retreat. Could see, they, yeah, exactly. They, they have no other recourse at this point. <laughs> and it's kind of awesome. They all take off. And, like, all the neighborhoods, like, fucking cheering and everything. What neighborhood? There's nothing left. Uh, yeah. I mean, now they're all just homeless. At least the gang's not there anymore, but also they're homeless. And at one point, the laundromat blows up. Man, that sucks. When you when you're you know that's why you move someplace. Like, oh, there's a laundromat right around the corner. Oh, they right around the corner. The gang blew it up. Shit. Nothing ever. Nothing. Nothing bad ever happened again in East New York. Everything is good. The last line is Ed Lauder. The 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 sirens start. The cops finally get there, and Lauder is like. I'll give you a head start. And, you know, it's like a knowing wink. And then right. this is like the dark night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have to chase him. <laughs> Paul Kersey. <laughs> he's not the hero. You know, he's the hero we deserve or whatever the fuck that's. He's the pumpkin head we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Charles Bronson as pumpkin head. Oh, shit. Is that a dude. Batman villain? No. Uh, no the, the, the horror film. Henriksen yeah. movie. All right. We we're talking about the dark night. I yeah, thought yeah, that, jumping around. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, there was a pumpkin head. There should Batman. be a pumpkin head. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Pumpkinhead, I'm going to get you and the Riddler tonight. I'm going to blow out your candle, Pumpkinhead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wow. trick candle in there. It's not going out. You, well, you got a trick candle in there, Pumpkinhead, or what? Oh. You're next, the giggler. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, whatever. Kersey packs his suitcases and literally... I mean, this movie's like a Western, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, all right, well, the gang's all dead and the sheriff's giving you some time to get out of here. And Martin Balsam is just like, I guess I won? Okay. You don't see him out of the hospital, though, do you? No, no, but I mean, like, there's nothing... The the building is condemned at this point. During the end credits, the the doctor should come back and be like, he expired. (laughs) (laughs) That's the stinger scene? It's just Martin Balsam's death report? (laughs) 
I like that. And yeah, Kersey just takes his two suitcases and walks off into the sunset, man, ready to kill another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not even going to pretend to retire at this point. There's no line about like, all right, that's it for me. Like nothing. It's just like, yeah, I might do this again. I'm going to get out of here. Are those uh, those uh, breakfast bars spoken for? I'm just going to pack them up. Get a little lonely at the Port Authority. I don't want to have to get a sandwich there. Going to go look for trouble at the Port Authority. <laughs> And yeah, that's it. Freeze frame eventually through the credits. There's awesome music throughout this entire thing. It's done by Jimmy Page, by the way. It's not It's not that Jimmy Page? No, it is that Jimmy Page. Apparently <laughs> oh. he did Death Wish 2, but then they just sort of mauled his score for this next Oh, one. is that what it is? He had no oh. involvement. I guess he got money for it because it was his score, but they just right. probably paid some kid with a fucking Casio to <laughs> spice it up some. But the music is fantastic. It's really great. And I, all over the place. Yeah, it's it's like totally inappropriate most of the time. Uh-huh. It's way too upbeat for what you're watching. Absolutely. At the beginning, there's definitely some sexy jazz music all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking great. City's alive, my friend. <laughs> and that's Death Wish 3. Would anybody recommend it? Oh, yeah. It's a hard recommend. I recommend most of this series, even though it's ridiculous and problematic with a capital P. But, you know, it's Charles Bronson. He's just fun to watch uh, be unanimated while killing people, which is fun. It's just what you want, man. A soulless killer. Mm-hmm. No regret in him whatsoever. Yeah, it's a fun movie. <clears throat> you know, yeah. You, you know, you get your problematic on. It's a nice, <laughs> nice little afternoon or evening. Mm-hmm. You can watch this movie any time of the day. It turns out you really yeah. can actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're hungover, you could watch it. When you're feeling good, you know, when you're feeling groovy, you could yeah. watch it too, man. You want to have a sat- yourself a Saturday night? You pop this on. Sure. I was feeling pretty groovy when I watched this movie <laughs> last night. Well into the witching hour. Oh, yeah. So that's why I was. Uh, Dicey on details. <laughs> Eric Siska's new uh, comedy special, Dicey on Details. <laughs> That's Death Wish 3, directed by Michael Winner. If you want more WHM, check out our website or visit us over at the HeadGum site. Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. And, of course, right into that mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you get it. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, next week on the show, what do we got going on? It's our 300th episode. Oh, shit. That's right. Can oh you believe it? Lord. Are oh. we going to say what it is? We usually do, right? I we mean, usually people do. like to watch along. It is our 300th episode. So, so it's 300, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, our yeah. 300th episode, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's as on the nose as we could possibly get with 300. Um, Zack Snyder's. Zack Snyder's. Oh, 300. I thought we were going to tease him. But yes, yes, yes. It is Zack Snyder's 300. So next week on the show, we celebrate 300 episodes on the air. Uh, so until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Chris Gabin is on assignment. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.